The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. I'm just a husk, man. <laughs> I'm so bad right now. Kia ora, welcome along to The Real Pod. My name is Janie. I'm joined by Duncan Grieve, managing editor of The Spinoff and Batch fan. <laughs> Are yeah. you still? Well... I think for most of the season, I wasn't. In fact, I've written something which, by the time you listen to this, will be live on the spinoff, kind of trying to dig into why I fell so profoundly out of love with the franchise this season. But... <laughs> brought it back. I mean, something happened this last week. Okay, if you're here for the first time, that's weird, but um, thanks for joining us for our recap of the final of The Bachelor NZ, featuring Moses Mackay as the lead. This is a reality TV recap podcast, and we also have a group on the internet called Real Pod Corner, which you can find on Facebook. Feel free to go join and chat Batch and Maths and other reality TV and other just life stuff as well. People say it's the last nice place on the internet. Yeah, and I'm inviting all and sundry to come in and ruin it. Uh, So facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Real Pod Corner. Let's Batch. Let's talk about. Should, I mean, how do we do this? Do we do we start with the final rose? Do we finish with the final rose? I mean, we both just rose? watched it, which is rare. Normally, we're doing this sort of tape delayed. Mm-hmm. You know, having we might have finished it days earlier. Yeah, I'm sitting with the emotion of this, and weirdly, like it's not like the outcome was unexpected, but the emotion that it came with was for sure. The outcome was entirely unexpected for me. Really? Yeah, but I have a note here saying this is the most bachelory the whole season has been, <laughs> based on that last like ten minutes. I think it, it's the most bachelory. <laughs> is it the most bachelory any of the New Zealand stuffs ever been? Yeah, maybe. Just in terms of like, you do not know who is going to inverted commas win, and you you know that someone is going to be devastated. And who saw that coming all all those, like, three or four days ago when we started this journey? (laughs) Okay, well, let's go back. Let's go back to actually one of the more emotional parts of the season, um, which was the Sunday night episode. Uh, Monday night episode? Sorry, I'm getting confused with maths. The Monday night episode where Chanel XL uh, brings her time on the show to an end. She's very emotional. Moses got really emotional and she, he said, this one hurts the most. And I made me think, how far would Chanel have gone had she not walked herself out that day? But I, I mean, maybe. But I think 
it was less about Chanel and Moses' connection versus it exposing it exposing the kind of flaws in this accelerated version of the show, and that uh, he just didn't get time to really explore the stuff, and he had to make decisions, and and they, you know, it felt like they were talking as victims of an accelerated <laughs> production. There, if I if I if I'm not overstating it, do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it, it, they definitely are, and it also presented a really strange situation in which the final three who were doing hometowns were there by default because Chanel took herself out of the competition. And so if you were those one of those three girls, you had to be sitting there going, was I even supposed to be here? Was I even supposed to be taking Moses back to meet my family? Was he going to, you know, was I supposed to be the one who was going home this week? And I think the fact that they're all wondering is because none of them have really been with him long enough to really have any certainty about their position in the game. Yeah. I mean, and so this this season has been, um, and I'm still waiting on some data from TVNZ about the duration of the shoot uh, for this season versus um, last season of The Bachelorette, the 2020 season of The Bachelorette, because my sense is that it's less than half the length. Mm. And... You know, and I, and I write about this again, so forgive me if you've read this, but, like, of all the reality shows we, we watch, this is almost the one that can least stand accelerating. Like, mm. you can do Survivor fast. You can do X Factor fast. You can mm. do The Apprentice fast. Mm. You do Bachelor fast, and people just don't get emotions. And because the... But the things that they went on for matter. Like, they still went through that enormous process of preparing themselves to be as ferociously vulnerable as it takes to be on TV talking about your partner dying or, you know, basically saying I'm I'm single and I'm, you know, I want to find love and I'm willing to do this to find it. I think sometimes when you podcast or write about this stuff, you can tend to abstract it to these are just characters and most of the time that works. But I think watching this season, you've really got the sense of this, what happens when you try to mm. do too much too fast with with people and they're all, I mean, I could just be wildly misreading this or projecting or something, but it feels to me like they're all kind of damaged by this and you never saw that more so than with the four people who self-eliminated, but particularly with Chanel mm. in that moment. I think um, it's lovely that you're being so... Uh, philosophical about the whole thing and being empathetic towards the the journeys of the girls. Um, as a viewer, all I care about is the good tally, and it just wasn't really great tally for that same reason that I wasn't convinced about the relationships. All the sort of physical affection came really, really late in the piece, um, and I'm not like some kind of horn dog or anything, but I just, you know, that's like that's the visual that we get that gives us the signs that the feelings are there. You know, when when they start getting touchy feeling, having kisses here and there. And you can really like you see it in this last this last week and particularly in this last episode. When the chemistry and connection is there, you can see it. And it really hasn't been there this whole entire time. So the whole thing's been quite unconvincing. In I, that way, the the final was a real surprise and a pleasant one. Yeah, I think that we only realized that there was anything going on at all. Basically, in the last two, three episodes, mm. 
up until then, even when he did finally kiss Annie, like there was some kind of a sense that it was a little bit grudging or like, okay, I guess I have to do this at some point. And Jesus, we're on a boat <laughs> and the sun's going down. And all right. And she keeps leaning in. She keeps leaning in. I've got a blanket so I can kind of half hide it. <laughs> it there was just a, it, the, the whole season felt like it was leading up to actually, you know, the, especially the way he kept uh, talking about the potential to choose no one. It was, it felt like it was leading up to that. And obviously that was an intentional pro sort of edit, yeah. post-direct decision to leave in. Uh, but, you know, as a result, it, it, it carried all of, you know, it almost, because it was so unexpected, the fact of it being a really, like, kind of emotionally rending uh, finale was, was, it hit you. I just say I'm not sure I agree with this idea that they've taken, that production have taken in both uh, The Bachelorette and The Bachelor seasons this year of like really trying to hoodwink us about what's going to happen at the end. So with Hamish, it felt like, um, on Hamish and Lexi, it felt like they really did a great job of convincing us that Hamish was a bumbling idiot and that Lexi had nothing but platonic feelings for him. Um, to the point where I was completely convinced there was no way that she was going to choose Hamish. And in this instance, they've done so much talking about Moses possibly picking no one, filled with their own excitement knowing that he does in fact pick someone. But as a viewer, I feel like I probably would have had more buy-in if I knew there was going to be a result at the end of it. If I'd seen promos of him pacing around with a ring or, you know, him him saying a voiceover in a promo, like, I, I you know, I've, I, I know I've pick the right one or something like that, I actually think I would have been more, I don't know. Just, You'd have been more invested in yeah, the season totally. because it would have indicated that through all this kind of bumbling and weird, bad emotion that that some real feelings would one day come. Yeah, and I'd be on the lookout for it. And I think we've just been so burnt by people not choosing anyone <laughs> in this in this franchise in this country that... It just, I don't know, or when they do, when they do, they toss a coin and, you know, and, and it's quite blatantly not real. Um, that, you know, it's quite nice to have a nice story that we can look forward to while we're watching. Yes. Anyway, let's talk about the hometowns. They were quite fun. Annie's in particular was interesting. Oh, my God. Okay, her parents are loaded, right? That well, was like an estate. I, th I think they live in a cathedral. <laughs> They're both, uh, both her parents. So they talk about her dad. I don't know if they did, but her dad's an orthopedic surgeon. And so's her mum. That's... Do they meet in surgery, do you think? I, I've got no idea. <laughs> they, they were such an amazing family. Like, I got the strongest. We've been exchanging messages. Both, uh, <laughs> both uh, Callum and, and Joe uh, talked about it as having, like, get out, like... Buckley version of the Get Out um, vibes. I was just convinced that the, the, this was the closest thing I've ever seen to a real life Cullens. You know, I was it was just the strongest. When you say Cullens, just for context, as Twilight. In Twilight. <laughs> Twilight. People know, uh, and the, this you know because they were all they were all very beautiful, somehow kind of ageless, mm. very well like controlled, mm. uh, very well camped, lived in, obviously like the Cullens residence was kind of different, but this is where you can imagine some kind of... The New Zealand Cullens would the live. The New Zealand Cullens would live in this sort of gothic mansion. And that, that I mean, I just want to know everything about that family. Also, you can see that Annie is just set up as this black sheep of that family who just by the process of being a normal person who has lived 
has somehow like disappointed them or something. Yeah. And that was quite heavy in the air as well. I thought the fact that mum served up a casserole to be quite telling because I wouldn't consider a casserole a very fancy dinner guest in front of the tally type uh, meal to serve up. I feel like it was just, it's like serving the cold shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was, it was a, one of the great hometowns, I think. Yeah, um, they had the most romantic kiss in the rain. I've got a thing about rain kisses, and it can't be like, it's raining, let's go out and have a passion in the rain. It's got to be like, the ra- you happen to be in a moment, and then it starts raining, and then you have a kiss. And to me, that's like the most romantic kind of kiss you can have. I think that's fair. Um, Especially because they both, they never considered moving. No. And so you're basically sacrificing like your hair and your makeup and everything to have this kiss. That's why it's so romantic. There's so much at stake. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that was really cute. And then um, the brother's terrifying. I don't know why. Something about like, yeah, like the word you used there before was controlled. And they all had this kind of, these like fixed smi- like smiles that weren't full. And I don't know if that's just how they do it in Dunedin or... I don't think it is. No. <laughs> <laughs> or if that's just Annie's family or perhaps they were uncomfortable in front of the camera. Who knows? Um, but it was, I don't know, it was a real, it was a weirdly tense hometown. Yeah, a lot on it. I'm really happy for Annie that that the result went the way it did based on that because yeah. I feel like she deserves like a, a goofy spiritual dude like Moses. Yeah, even down to the way that they responded to him talking about tarot readings. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, honestly, I'm probably in the tarot's bullshit camp. But I think it's totally fine to be into tarot. Like, most of the stuff I believe in is fundamentally bullshit too. I wouldn't even say that Moses is into tarot necessarily. They just had a reading. They just had a read, but they don't know that (laughs) as well. All they said was that there was a reading as part of this, like, TV stunt, you know? They're just like brutal, kind of cool, rationalist types. Yeah. Um, I thought it was quite funny how the brother was talking about how she's quite settled in Wanaka at the moment as well, in the sense that anyone who's living in Wanaka is not settled. They're like, <laughs> you're there, you're there, you're a transplant and you're doing some adventure sports and then you're gone again. Like, she, she'll go anywhere. It's fine, Annie's brother. Just chill out. Lana's hometown was super cute. I love her parents. Um, they, Lana and Moses went up in a helicopter. That was actually pretty nice. Um, and Moses was like, this sort of cost a fortune. <laughs> she's like, my treat. <laughs> um, Lana, I really like Lana. I don't think she's the one for Moses. But no, but she's definitely the one that you were out of everyone on the show. I was like, you could come on Real Pod. Yeah, We totally. can hang out. Yeah. Um, she's very relaxed and happy now that she's back home, and um, I really liked her parents, Maggie and John. John's, John had a cool shirt. Loved their house. And also, Maggie's done some some pole dancing. Didn't see that coming. Loved no, it. I don't think – I think that was just uh, – I think they did that with the edit. Really? I wasn't um, – I reckon if you rewatch that, it's not 100% clear that she's done the pole dancing. You know what I'm not going to do? Rewatch it. No, absolutely never again. No one will. <laughs> Um, but then she she got quite down with um, with Moses in the kitchen. They had a little little phone, so maybe slightly racistic phone conversation when he's like Mr. Lee, Mr. Broccoli, but he put on a bit of a voice and he said Mr. Lee. I, I think I was blacking out during that. Okay, I don't, anyway, anyway, it was a cute exchange aside from maybe <laughs> that tense bit. Um, and Lana's like, Mum, you always steal my boys. 
<laughs> not what you want. Uh, I think Mum was just keen to get backstage at, at a Solomeo concert. I don't think she. I think she's too young. I think Lana Lana said that she was keen to get backstage. Well, she said she was keen to get backstage. She was just like laying on the moves. Just really wants that famous son-in-law. The open relationship thing comes up, as we suspected, huge miscommunication. Well, it wasn't a miscommunication. It was intentional misdirection from Shanae. And credit to Lana. Like, I would have been pretty apoplectic about that. I'd have, I'd have gone, gone and recriminated, but she was very chill. Lana's just a chill kind of a gal. So chill that when they nearly kiss and they don't, she's just like, fine, <laughs> fine, just leave it at that then, I guess. You know, it's like your last chance. Yeah, well, she knows, though. She knows. She knows. Um, Sinead's hometown was, oh, what, what are they They did some painting. Oh, that's right. They did that blowy oh, painting. Boring. Boring AF. But then when she sat in his lap, and that was like quite you know, tense physical connection they had. Lots of hand, hands yeah. on hands. And then old mate, old mate paint instructor walks in hey. just when they're about to have a kiss. It was great. Yeah. And again, they made a big deal about Sinead always having a third wheel on her dates uh, right to the very last, as it, as it turns out. They, th- th- when they go to meet Sinead's family, so we've got auntie and a bunch of best mates. Yep. They sit down at the outdoor table. Duncan, I was appalled. Not a single snack out. They just exhausted the snack budget. All right. They yeah, had true. that one platter they kept pulling out and, and we reached couldn't the, fly it up. Yeah. So Sinead was forced to make a pineapple pie. Uh, which Seems was, like she massively botched yeah, it. Yeah, everyone dragged her for, be, not cook, not, for not being a cook. And the way to, Moses was like, you really massively fucked the base. The base, you the base idiot. is miles too thick. I was thick. like, that's strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but that probably is where she lost that final rose, I think. I I have a theory of where she lost the final rose, and it wasn't actually at the pineapple pie. Okay. Okay. No, uh, no, no, let's hear it. Well, well, we, well, well it'll come, come up. up. It'll come up. It'll come up. So the next episode, we've got down to final three going down to two. We start with the rose ceremony, which is shot at the hunting lodge, my wedding venue, by the way. Whoa. <laughs> but also where... Um, uh, who got married? Tell it like it is. What's his name? And Julia from Maths NZ. They were cursed. Anyway, not a great sign. They have, I think, like a, quite a just a really staid conversation. The three of them sitting around, super awkward. Like, do you like cleaning? Oh, we should go play a game or something. I mean, the, it was they awful. played that up, but it was was just terrible. I don't even know what the point of it was. In the last rose ceremony, Lana goes home. There was a great bit where Art walked off into the vines. You know, he's leaving, you know, you say goodbye and then you'll be leaving. He walks off into the vines behind Moses and then they cut to the girls all hugging and crying and then they cut back to Moses looking pensive. And in the very background, you can see Art ducking down (laughs) and running off. It's not It's not like a gag. Great You're not even supposed to see it. You can't even make out that it's Art except for you know the colour that he's wearing. And he's just trying to, like, get out a shot. And they just leave it in. Because it's New Zealand. Well, that's the only shot they had. (laughs) (laughs) We have, this is weird and doesn't happen ordinarily on a final two situation, a group date with just the two of them. Oh, that made me really angry. And then even with the family visits, the fact that they just kept putting them together. Oh, my God. That was crazy. By one more day. One more day. Or just morning and afternoon. They don't Something. have to. Something. It was just. That was really, really upsetting. So bizarre. So Moses takes the ladies to a piano recital at a retirement home. 
<laughs> Which I actually really enjoyed. Same, but also a real funny thing to do. Yeah. And he was like, are you keen? And Annie's like, so keen. And she's really trying to look enthusiastic, but her, she was dead in the eyes. No, um, but I think she was trying to be in the moment, to, to really feel it. I have to say, him, Moses singing opera is like a profoundly hot thing to happen. When he sings a modern song of his own composition... Just no. <laughs> it's very bad. It feels like, you know, when they're just, they've got now to make up a song, but like a proper singer and what have you, but still just so, so bad. Is this the song that he sang at the Retirement Village? Yes, it okay. Is. Did you pick up on the lines? When you're suspended in the air, let go and breathe out your fear. Between the ocean and, a sc- and the sky, there's a place where you can cry, and I'll be right there. Here. <laughs> no. That is about Chanel. Without a doubt, because she talked about when they were parasailing, about being between the ocean and the sky and her, you know, and the significance of that being a place where she could connect with her brother, who was lost at sea. And he talked about being suspended in the air, parasailing. I think he, I think he wrote that song about the experience, not just those two last two ladies. Jonathan, you're one of New Zealand's greatest musicians and in probably our best current band. Why what? the hell are you sitting in here recording this bullshit? <laughs> Follow <laughs> the real up. question. Just following passion for quality. <laughs> what what do you uh, what, what what do you think of those lyrics that that um, Jane just read to you? Um, I'm I'm honestly touched by them. Uh, Post Jane's explanation, I think the hanging in the air thing, like. A, um, I'm nervous about using the word hanging in song. Oh, it's suspended, suspended. Ah, suspended better, in the much air. Much better. Yeah, so <laughs> there you go. Hanging. The pro Moses, he avoided that. Yeah, he avoided that potential pitfall. You know, um, suspended in the air between the ocean and the sea. Suspended I mean, in the air. Let go and breathe out your fear. Between the ocean and the sky, there's a place where you can cry, and I'll be right here. Okay, so like rhyming couplets that are that obvious, like A A B B, is just that does sort of kind of hit the cringe factor I reckon like you, you kind of want to try and overcome that when you can okay that's so yeah I, I go with that but then also they're like nice short lines it's like quite hard to get a lot of meaning in short lines like that I'm into it yeah I, I'm quite into it this is great this is we're going to have to call on you for some spot music <laughs> criticism more often um, I I thought because I was such a big Chanel fan and I felt that these lines were for her I felt, I felt that it was quite lovely and then a lady nearly fell over. <laughs> yeah, but that's a statistical inevitability at Solimeo concerts. Um, they meet Moses' family, both, as you mentioned, in the same afternoon. Like, they're literally both at the house at the same time. One's in the front garden, one's in the in the courtyard. Uh, with He's got a couple of friends, including one of his Solimeo mates. And Who is, by the way, just so big now. Like, did you see his arms? I mean, I wasn't looking. They were like legs. Okay. That was crazy. <laughs> he he must be so strong. Like legs. Um, did they mention the fact that he was a he was a bandmate? I think maybe very glancingly. Oh, that's a, a missed opportunity. I think that they should have gone. But I quite like the vibe of those three dudes because they looked like they just had a massive night on the sauce and were... We're just kind of trying to crack each other up. Was the vibe? Yeah, yeah. And then out, and so so Annie would talk to them, and Shanae would be out with the fam, and then they'd swap, and Shanae would talk to the friends, and and they'd like basically, I don't know if they walked down the same hallway and crossed paths, and then he brought them all together. Uh, what insanity is this? 
Like, how awkward and uncomfortable is it for those girls? There's no way they can relax and into hanging with the fam. And they don't talk about why they don't. They don't have some made-up justification. It's just, it's something we're doing. We're out of time. The contract's coming up, so we just have to just do this horrible thing. Yeah. Which definitely will make Shanae, when she looks back on it, feel kind of like it cheapened the experience, I think. I'll tell you what, though. When my children grow up and they bring someone home... To meet the fam. With the I'm, cameras. With the cameras. I'm definitely pulling out the line, would you like to go and look at the grapevine? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like such a euphemism, eh? <laughs> It wasn't. I mean, it was a fine grapevine, I guess, but I don't feel like it was a let's go and have a look at this thing kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to shit all over Moses' mum's grapevine. Lovely grapevine. Moses' mum rocks. Okay. And his auntie rocks. Sis doesn't think Annie's the one. Brother thinks Shanae is the one. Two friends think Annie. One friend thinks Shanae. He's got no good direction. It's no. just, it's, it's uh, yeah, umpire's call. Okay. And then we hear more of him going, oh, I, I came with no one. I might leave with no one. It's okay. No, it's not. That's the thing. It's like, it's okay for you, mate. It's, it's not okay for the girls. It's not okay for us as the viewers. It's not okay for the franchise. So just do it. Worst case scenario, do a Geordie Portie. Just pick whichever one. I could have done with a bit of Jodie Rimmel with this energy <laughs> around that type, to be honest, <laughs> on the voiceover. Okay. Final episode, which we've just watched. We start with the fantasy dates. Uh, Annie's off to the ballet. Um, which at first I was like, oh, snort. And then I remembered she's a dancer. This is like right up her alley. Uh, they get to go on the stage for 15 minutes, which seems like just not a big deal to me. But I guess any, you know, it's a stage. I don't know. I thought this was quite romantic. I thought it was romantic. I, and I loved seeing her dance. I thought it was romantic until I realised they weren't watching the ballet. There's no way they were watching the ballet. There was no well, those, one. They were, they, I think they faked their reactions. There was no one else in the theatre. If there was, there's no way they'd be sitting there with kind of enough light. But to, you don't think they watched I, it at all? I don't think they watched it at all. I think that they used footage provided by the ballet company. We didn't see any shots of, of them and the ballet at the same time. Oh it was my gosh. purely. If you stand this up, that's like a that's a kind of minor reality TV scandal. Look, they I, made, I, I agree. I agree that the. Because they were in the box, right? I mean, oh, we didn't really see. It was so close on them. I think, I think that they were in the box, and I think those might have been stage shots. They were definitely stage. They maybe watched it and, and they weren't Moses shot in the moment. Moses just has this very kind of faraway look in his eyes that doesn't seem like he's focusing on a thing. But also when the stage was very dark, I watched the like the cut back to them and they were still lit in exactly the same way as when well, the stage was really but that light. But does, that doesn't mean that... That just means it, that they weren't I just linked. don't think they were watching the right. ballet in the moment. Maybe I th- I they watched right, a matinee. I think... Maybe they didn't watch it at all. This is the thing that I most want to know. <laughs> Do you also think that this really is Annie's dancer idol? Um, no, I think she just liked the character. I think she was just like, I like that character on the stage today. Really? Yeah. No, but I thought it was like a person's name. Is and it? I think it was the character's name. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sort of well-versed in the ballet. This is just very well-informed chat. Anyway, I mean, if we're going to do research, it's not going to be about the bloody ballet, is it? Anyway, they go meet the the villains of the show and um, they get given, yep. Annie gets given a rose. That rose felt like, I've, I feel like if I was holding that and I was Annie and I'd feel like that was extremely bad juju for a <laughs> chance of winning. I love the way that they say to to her, this rose, I, I hear that rose is a special, but this rose is, is different. It's it's really special. I was like, 
And Moses Roses are clearly not. They go to a hotel, and I think Annie was ripped in terms of ACOM for her fantasy date. No, that was the that's that new Park Hyatt, isn't it? Yeah, well, she, they open up the blind. Oh, look at the view, and it's like buildings. Um, no, oh, maybe she's on the other side. Do you think? Well, I mean, it was nice, but I just think Sinead got this beautiful homestead with a pool and an outdoor bath, and True. even then she couldn't make it work. Uh, I feel like Annie genuinely was torn and genuinely she was regretted genuinely torn. not doing the overnight. While I was watching that. I was shaking my hands at the screen, going, why, Annie, why are you not staying overnight? He's done the thing where he's made it really clear there's not going to be any hanky-panky. So you've got, like, a proper – you don't have to worry what anyone thinks of you, and you shouldn't have to, even if you did want to brood all night. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. I was worried that maybe she thought the Cullens might watch and – Oh, true. Uh, yeah. And she did the thing which is like, you know, I, I'd, I hate to think of Sinead spending a night with him. Even if I slept on the couch, I'd hate to think. So, you know, she's essentially doing Sinead a solid by being like, I don't want Sinead to feel bad. Sinead was just like, yep, let's stay the night, mm. you know. Um, but look, I think it's perfectly acceptable to stay overnight and get what would probably be five times as much one-on-one time together than you've had throughout the entire experience all in one night and without cameras. I almost think it's like it's it should almost be compulsory, yeah. especially when they're doing these super short forms. The, the, yeah, the, the idea that they could go to the conclusion without having had that time is just kind of unimaginable. I know. It's bonkers. Anyway, she decides not to spend the night in the suite with Moses, and then he goes off and meets up with Shanae somewhere around Omaha. They go fishing. They're out in a bloody boat again. They've got another third wheel on their date. Um, the so third, boring. The third wheel called her Chantel, which is not the first time she's <laughs> she's had her name confused by someone on the show. Um, but then they go to this massive luxury house, and I just think it's really it's it's a beautiful, perfect setting for a fantasy night. They talk about opening the fish up from the bum hole, which was over and over, over and over. I mean, it's something think- the real pod would do. But I- <laughs> <laughs> Don't lower yourself, bachelor. <laughs> Uh, and then he wrote, he gets out the guitar and strums a song to Sinead's poem that she wrote for the talent contest. And then he, but he carries on. He does her poem and then he adds the invite to stay the night into the song and includes the warning that nothing's going to happen between them. I thought it was kind of cute. I thought it was like sweet and a little bit funny. Yep. And also I thought the fish looked really yum. And that was probably because I was still hungry from not having any food on the table apart from that um, pineapple pie. This whole week. And, and, the, still, and the casserole. I, the casserole. <laughs> I was really eye hungry and looked yum as. Um, they share a bath. He asks her to stay. She says she's consulted the great guru art. And he said, it's not about intimacy. It's about a chance to talk. And so she's like, yes, I'm going to stay. And that's where I reckon she fucked it. Not Moses. I think she fucked, she <laughs> fucked her opportunity for the win. I thought it was hers to lose. Really? Yeah. So I, I thought there was... I always, I mean, the whole way through, I thought it was Annie. And then right at the end, on that date, and the fact of her getting the overnight, I was like, well, maybe it, maybe just that, that time. I always thought Sinead had a shot, but it was, she was, there was something kind of crazy about the way Moses just 
couldn't help himself. Any time there was sort of, he had an active decision and who to spend time with was always Annie. Yeah, that's true. And I, you know, I felt really strongly. I mean, I'm an, I'm an Annie stan. So I felt really strongly about Annie the whole way through. And I was going into this last episode stealing myself for either No Rose or Sinead getting it. Because I felt that this week, once he'd broken the seal of the kiss with Sinead, they seemed to be kissing a lot and very, very handsy with each other. Mm. And then there was even a point where they forgot the cameras, like the GoPro was on the scooter when he picked her up um, to take her to meet the family. And the GoPro caught them taking off their helmets and having a pash before they went in to meet the family. So it was a really legitimately candid moment. And and in that time, they chose to, to you know... Get cozy. I can only imagine that Shanae is feeling pretty messed up by it because because she spent the night like basically they had that big chunk of time, no cameras. That they he knows her in a way that had they both not had that no camera time equally, then you know it's sort of all in the game. Yeah, but the, yeah. to spend the time to really be very confident. It's Annie. Yeah. It's just quite harsh. She was so exposed. She was. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for her. I do too, but I also found Sinead a little bit boring, a little bit dull. A little bit sort of making up rumours about people being into open relationships. Yeah, that's not the the best. Um, So we've kind of given away what happens at the end there. Um, Annie gets the final rose. I'm shook. It's also like a really nice romantic. It's beautiful. Scene. Like Moses, it wasn't. It wasn't like a. Um, I've had a lovely time with you, and and will you accept this rose? It was like he said. You know, it feels right. Actually, what he said was, "My mate says if it's if it's light, then it's right." <laughs> or something. Yeah. Which, but they they do have that goofy fun time together, and he held a really good long pause, and there is definitely a sense of quite. Deep feelings, like some of the bachelors slash bachelorettes in New Zealand have felt like a, well, let's give it a good old mm. Kiwi try. Mm. Maybe we'll go on a couple of dates, you know, like... Even we, Lexi to Hamish was like, there's no one else I'd like to spend the summer with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he seemed to, you know, he seems to really dig Annie. And then he was like, this last rose, I want to give it to you. Which is not how it goes, by the way. <laughs> it's like... Will you accept this final rose? Duffed it. Got Duffed one. it at the at very least last. they've got one. But then he asked her if she'd accept the ring. <laughs> he just got his lines <laughs> mixed up. Uh, and then they had that amazing drone pull-out shot that revealed all the crew. I love that. Mm. I love that so much. And I'm like, look at all the crew. Oh, it's not that many crew. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly it's not, not been that many don't crew. Don't know if there's any lighting going on there. Where's where's the food unit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what a lovely what a lovely end to what was otherwise a uh, I don't know just not a strong season. Oh, I I feel like if they hadn't completely aced the ending, that it was sort of like had to be the end of the franchise. Right? Here. Do you think they've just put in a clutch performance? Well. I still don't think they'll come back because they tend to do that with these real New Zealand reality franchises, give them three years of slowly diminishing returns and then they need a new thing because the cost of making each of them seem to be roughly similar. It just feels like the only way they can make it is by making heaps of it for not much money. And last time it was just a million episodes, this time it was you know do, doing two versions mm-hmm. of it back to back and compressing the schedules. It clearly doesn't make a great product. 
you know, I'm sure that the ratings will reflect that. And I think it's it might be just time to put the thing gently down. I'd love it if we did like a, a final send off of a Bachelor in Paradise, you know, yeah. be a nice way to say goodbye, get some old mates back together. But the, this one, even despite them making the ending work, the vast majority of it was just a slog. Can I ask you then, if you took, took the Bachelorette with Lexi and the Bachelor with Moses, which do you think was the stronger watch? Oh, Lexi by far, yeah. by far. Because she was brilliant and she got the best out of those guys, whereas the, I think some combination of Moses and, and the scheduling just got just really made it quite a, a grim watch. Yeah, I don't think we reached the potential there because the, the cast of women was actually great. And I don't want to put all the blame on Moses because as we've talked about, the the compressed nature of how they shot really didn't give him a chance, you know. He really didn't have a chance. And he's already someone who's got an image to think about. True. I'd like to suggest that next time they don't, if there's a next time, God willing for me because I love it, that they don't choose a celebrity. I mean, I think you think it's a great idea because it, it pulls all the star power into the show, but they're, they're too self-conscious. Mm. There's too much at stake for them in terms of their reputation and probably contractual obligations outside of the show itself. You just want someone who's just like Lexi, you know, like total babe, really wants to find someone to spend their life with and really just to put it all in. Yeah, completely unselfconscious and, and throw herself into it. Honestly, I'm stoked it's finished. I'm really excited about watching The Apprentice. <laughs> I thought you were going to say after the final rose, which is bound to be historically That's not be good. No, but I do want to know if Annie and Moses are still together. Well, they are. You I, know that. I already know that in my heart. Oh. <laughs> That's not helpful. I think they're going to die together. <laughs> well, I hope that's true. Yeah, I really believe in them. I want to follow them on Instagram and, and see them get up to hijinks. I want to see a side of stage at the shows, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see him having dinner with her family on Instagram. Yeah, I, I just believe in them. Well, that's good. Which is not where, where I expected to be at the end of the season. I am looking forward to Pop Stars. Yeah. That's coming soon. What else is coming? Heaps of stuff. More so Celebrity much. Treasure More Island. Celebrity Treasure Island. Yeah. And, of course, we're still in the thick of Married at First Sight Australia, and Alex and I will be recapping that. That'll be out tomorrow. Aren't they pulling the block back from the weird post-lockdown break as well? Yeah, the block's coming back too. There's so much reality TV ahead, and, and I we will be there be, for some of it. And there's going to be some Discovery Channel franchises arrive in New Zealand too. Can't wait. Hey, thanks, Duncan, thanks. For, for going on this love journey with me. It's been, there's no one else I'd rather do it okay? <laughs> Thank you so much, Jonathan. It's been a real treat, and we really appreciated your musical insights today. Thanks. I've been riveted to the podcast. <laughs> we'll, we promise we'll, um, we'll continue to keep you riveted with our coverage of future reality TV stuff. If you want to go and join the Real Pod Corner, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Real Pod. Thank you, Duncan. It's been a ride. Let's get the hell out of this batch hell. <laughs> Whoa. Kia ora e te iwi, 
Diahe Butler here, Podcast Manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.